Good day, and welcome to Far Reaches. We are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives. We are Richard, Raleigh, Joel, and Micah. Richard and Micah are from Southeast Oregon, from two small ranching communities known as Pine Creek and Plush. Raleigh and Joel are from Northeast Oregon, from the Pendleton area. We met through college, mutual friends, and heard of stories of each other. Somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the U.S. now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. Welcome to Far Reaches Podcast. That is right. We are still here, still live, still kicking. You get rid of us that easy. And guess what? All four Reachers are in the hizzy. That's right. Guys, welcome back. Welcome, everybody. Thank you again to our sponsors, BK Auto Salvage, for sponsoring this uh, each and every, I was going to say week, but I'll just say episode that's probably more accurate uh, good friends there being cake located in uh, the grand of baker city i think the website is even something as so simple as beingkautosalvage.com to so give them a check i am mike yeah that is raleigh that is richard and joel just ran away already so uh that's about normal we're good to go now so guys welcome to the far reaches how's everybody doing doing good richard's on mute joel's talking off screen we're right on fire. I'm doing good. Rawls is doing great. Rawls is eating mixed nuts, sitting in his chair. Don't get much better. Richard still can't get off mute, or there's just absolute chaos in the background. He doesn't want to display it. He's nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> I worked this summer with a poor gal named D. And we were up at Starkey. Like, uh, not Starkey, actually. We're up at Sled Springs, way up around Rawls country. And uh, she had her dog with her, so we'd get her dog. We'd call her dog over, and I'd write these nuts on a little piece of paper and put it up in her dog's collar, and she'd call her dog back. Like, what's this note say? These motherfucking nuts. Yeah, all summer long. We had a lot of fun with it. So <laughs> she was in the Army uh, Reserve, so she was definitely used to the, uh, to say the assholishness. So it was beautiful. But uh, welcome, guys. We're going to jump right in our first segment called the Reach Around, and it's going to be a Double Dutch rudder tonight, since all four of us here. Last time, Richard and I pulled through with the good old-fashioned just Dutch rudder, just two of us reaching around. So we're still getting over that. I think we're a little closer than we ever were before. Um, maybe, maybe we'll spend Thanksgiving together. Who knows? Anyways, uh, what's going on, Joel? Where are you been, man? What's going on? Tell us your story. God, when was the last time I was on one of these? Have I been on since Pendleton? I don't think. So. Maybe the first one. Yeah, but like. Fuck Bradbury or Rawls yes. or somebody was gone. So it's been Wait, like. Did you guys know I bought a car? I bought a car thing. Well, uh, kind of. Like I passed it along, I think. Uh, or we maybe we talked yeah. about it briefly because last time you were in the basement last time we talked, uh, but it's been like a freaking month or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I bought a car. Um, a I've been man. playing. I'm, I'm, yeah, bought a pickup. I've been playing a lot of golf. <clears throat> um, not really getting that much better, but I've been playing like four or five times a, a, a week. I, I, I'm getting better. Like I used to regularly shoot up into like 117, but now it's pretty consistently under 100. So that's good. 
Um, I sent my cousin Jennifer, funny thing happened. I sent my cousin Jennifer text message that I was in Eastern Oregon for the summer. And, uh, jokingly was like, I, I don't know. I might take a vacation for my wall street job and do harvest this summer. I don't know. And, uh, then uh-huh. I guess they ran, there was a wedding this weekend over in Hermiston and uh, my sister-in-law, Jennifer ran into my cousin, Jennifer, mm-hmm. and this information got relayed. And then, so yesterday I got a job offer to work harvest via voicemail from uh, Turgeson. <laughs> like Jennifer, you need to you need to resolve this. I'm not I'm not working harvest this summer. It's just a joke. Can't, I don't have the knees for that. We don't joke about harvest. If you don't have the knees for it, what do you think harvest is, man? Like you're not picking apples or some shit. You got, you got to pick up wheat. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. That's because you're kidding because it looks of all of our faces. Like, what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, you're probably driving a wheat truck, man. Like that's pretty skate. Yeah, I think you could do both. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been having a pretty good time in Pendleton. There's, yeah, I went to a Rotary Club luncheon. I had, oh, um, awesome! Get your little sign in there. Getting involved yeah. in the community here. It's you hard know, not to. Isn't it? Philanthropic needs. I've been going to the Rainbow here and there. Let's call it. Are you concerned uh, that philanthropic? Is that what you're calling going to the rainbow now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm write I this know. off as research. I might be doing a book. I don't know what, but I'm calling this research. Yeah. Saw an interesting list at the rainbow. We won't talk about it unless other people want to bring it up. But uh... <laughs> Oh, that list. Yeah, that's distinguished. All right. <laughs> the list, I got the list changed, though. Don't, don't worry. I got it changed. Okay. Um. Shoot, that's about it. Sound like you're just you're right in the group of P Town though, playing golf four or five times a week. You get a change from the whole big beat family or just part of it? Part of <laughs> just 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 the one. Just the one. There's two of them on two of them on there. I just yeah. got one and I don't understand that. But only one of them wore chaps, I think, right? I, mean, I know they're unrelated incidents, but yeah. <clears throat> I haven't seen I haven't seen that. Bigsby, I don't, I don't even know. If I saw him, I wouldn't even recognize him. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, really I don't, yeah. I don't know what the hell he would have got kicked out of the rainbow for. I certainly had it coming, but I don't know about him. Well, find you, out. What, what did you do? Did you you beat somebody up in the bathroom? I heard, right? No, no, he was beaten off in the bathroom. That's completely no. different. I heard you beat the shit out of somebody in the bathroom who like fucked with your dad or something. Well, that wasn't me. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was another brother. That was another one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one you would recognize. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't really remember. Was it the shops? No. Wasn't that? I don't think that would be it. I don't know. I'd have to go ask that bartender that used to be there. The one that wanted to shit in your hat? Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy with the mustache. Is he even around? Is he still there? No. I. I don't know what happened then. You think the maybe the uh, legend of uh, Crawley Bixby has been greatly exaggerated over time, possibly? No, I think it's a fair legend. I think Raleigh Bixby <laughs> has probably changed quite a bit. But, uh, oh, I don't know about that. I suppose if you fed me enough whiskey like they used to, I'd still be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Instant asshole, just add whiskey. Yeah. And so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I did to get on the 86 list, but you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it could have been like have you me turning uh, phone books in half. That it's not like play. I didn't go there very often. Yeah, exactly. Like, have you literally not been back in, since to the Rainbow since? Then? Oh, I don't think. Or I've they been don't. There. I don't think I've been in the Rainbow for shit, pushing on ten years. Wow. We used to go pretty much whenever we wanted to, though, or else like there never oh, was yeah, a concern. No, I, like uh, there was, I can't go in the bow because I got. Uh, yeah, there was a time there where I was for about, I don't know, through most of my 20s, I was, I spent a lot of time in, the, in those bars. Affirmative. Yeah. But, it's, a, it's a landmark. Kind of hard. Yeah. To. And yeah. everybody knows that you can get 86 for doing something like uh, stupid stuff, like not remembering the punchline of a joke and just continuously telling the joke until you get cut off. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I'm sure that wasn't what it was. If if that list, the 86 list, if that, got, if that got published or something, that bar would be done with the woke crowd. There is, because you don't know who people are, like <clears> the names <throat> and stuff, so there's a lot of descriptors on that. It didn't so take much to, it didn't take a whole lot to get on that list, though. In parentheses, it'll be like uh, mean uh indian hams yeah. drinks hams in parentheses <laughs> yeah that uh mm, that might that might cast a pretty wide net i'll just put it that way <laughs> yeah well <laughs> the, that doesn't surprise me that's how it was described uh, yeah. things were described on there given the uh folks Caliber. that were making the list yeah, yeah exactly oh that's awesome Rawls, that's a good segue for you to give us your reach around. How's things been going, man? Busy. Um, it's haying's going to start real quick. Um, probably this coming weekend, I'll start knocking mm. hay down. And it it's dry. It's super dry. Um, the grass just isn't coming on the range ground. And uh, there's just lots of. <clears throat> lots of busyness i'm trying to get a bunch of fence built and get uh equipment ready to go for haying and just all the fun stuff so it's it's just a non-stop uh revolving door you just keep walking around in a circle and opening up another door so this rinse lather repeat for sure yep yeah. exactly <laughs> you just hope you do it better every time it comes around like <laughs> oh you know there's always things that we're improving on and and differences we're making so mm -hmm. um it's just a non-stop grind so it's yours it's your grind yeah no i i enjoy it um, there's parts of it that i don't enjoy but you know there you've always got the the wonderful neighbors and you know you've got the the equipment that never breaks down so mm. you know. yeah yeah fancy land mm -hmm. yeah what's that saying about good fences that, make great neighbors <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it comes with you an irish mechanic brand, too richard you should just get brand new equipment that won't break down <laughs> yeah that always works yeah <laughs> yeah that that just is completely affordable this day and age that's I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen a new tractor. Everyone's tractor is from like 
1970s. <laughs> oh no, there's people who do run new new equipment. Yeah, but you know, they're, they're I, saw, probably... I saw a ninety-seven thousand dollar pickup this week, so I can't even imagine what a tractor costs right now. A lot more than that. Would it have fifty grand in the back of it? Only shiitake. Wow. <laughs> Three boards of plywood. Come on. Yeah, exactly. That's AKA. Yeah, that's the, we're not on the gold standard anymore. We're on the plywood standard. So somewhere yeah. there's a giant lumber yard that's backing all our currency. <laughs> Sawdust would be the new Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much is. <laughs> Don't throw that away, are you a psycho? <laughs> it can't be that difficult to go on to like, uh, some land and, and chop down a tree in the mountains, right? And make plywood? And make yeah. well not plywood, but I don't know, make make wood. Mill lumber. Yeah, when they uh, they constantly just, shut down every forest in the northwest, for example. Um, that's part of it. Can, Another one is can just, you bring in one log to the mill and sell it to the mill? One log? Yeah. I suppose you could. I suppose. Give me yeah. give me three hundred dollars for this. Logs. Yeah, hook, throw one in the back of your pickup and stop off, or just sell it to swine flu and it's way by. He'll just pick it up and throw it on there. Just cut you in. Drag, drag it behind your yeah. pickup down the down the Absolutely. highway. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> sort of like bringing a criminal to justice, you know, back in the old days. Easy, Richard. <laughs> you couldn't afford to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> You're just wishing somebody would buy it, not necessarily that you could sell it. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you watching, Richard's turning as red as he was on the Alvord field trip. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the neck dart to come in from Alina, too, just out of nowhere. She just rolls him out of the chair and she sits down. She's like, all right, now let's get down to business. Well, she perfect. missed that. She's gonna have to wait till it comes out. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that might even be the title. We'll see. Well, since you're feeling so tripper, Richard, do you want to continue the reach around? Yeah. Apparently, that, that would, I guess that would be considered the harvest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> self-made man are you <clears throat> yeah i have my uh, cousin from uh, washington dc city across me he's 14 so i'm sure his mom's gonna have lots of words for me there's way worse to get here i'm not sure what it is but i'm sure there's way worse he <laughs> uh, wanted to sit in on the podcast <laughs> he gone already because he like deuces yeah. oh, no, he said he did gross <laughs> 14 i suppose uh, could be interesting that's hilarious from dc how long is he in town for well he's got to go back soon but then hopefully he comes back out this summer so we got plans for him teach him how to cool. ride yep beauty oh man so oh, i inner, got good inner news city? Is he in inner city, kid? oh yeah yeah <laughs> Inner city, where do you live, Aiden? Uh, Chantilly. Chantilly, inner city, Chantilly. Sounds pretty good. Near, uh, near mean Chevy streets. Chase, Maryland. The mean streets of Chantilly? I don't know. You live on the East Coast? Huh? Chantilly, Virginia. 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 It's a Is that close to Chevy Chase, Maryland? 
No, it's in Virginia. It's it's a little bit, uh, it's to the west of there, southwest, yeah. about an hour or so. Hour, all right. The mean, mean streets of Chantilly, Virginia. Yep. Rolling. Hey, where's that free bowl of soup you got with that freaking hat? <laughs> you. Oh, Brad my Ace hat? Yeah. My Ace hat? Ace hat? Good God. Yeah, it looks like I'm kind of freaking do-it-yourself puzzle kit or something you got on there. Or like <laughs> I, I saved an elephant or something kind of hat. Like, yay, me. You got a tote bag with that and a sticker to put on your Subaru? <laughs> No, I, I went into uh, Shields in Reno this week and uh, wanted to buy a pair of Oakleys, but they're all really super dorky all of a sudden. So uh, yeah, that just changed. All of a sudden, dorky. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> They've been dorky for like fifteen years. <laughs> all right, I could have fit a dorky that clashed with my dorkiness. So okay, that was a strike. Yeah. Ooh, nice baseball analogy. Well done. So you ended up settling for that hat. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yep. And it was like $32 and I went through it and I got it for 19. So it was a win. So they were happy to get rid of that. So bitch, like, <laughs> yep, yep. They probably like, threw hey, 20 in the bag yeah. with you on the receipt. Like just this guy needs all the help he can get as it is. <clears throat> that was like good news. Was, uh, Reno was wide open. That was, it was great to just go awesome. and be in Reno. Yeah. I didn't try any casinos or anything, but every place else I went was good. I, uh, had a Buffalo Wild Wings withdraw for about a year and a half. So I pushed that one. Plenty about 30 wings. So um, got really good news before I came into the podcast. Found out all my cat some of my cows are be coming off the desert in 10 days. They usually stay out there until after mm. Labor Day. So yeah. So uh, you got those Norwegian stacking cows or what? <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What do you mean? Like goodness, like like no, he's that's sarcasm theater. Yeah. That was, yeah, sorry. Sarcasm. Yeah. Call cow calls in. So they're coming home early this year. Yeah, coming home early. You, you know, that's like the kids go out for the night. So you and mama are, you know, planning a nice dinner and then the kids come back at like six o'clock in the evening. That's not good. Yeah. Hypothetically. Um, real estate's going good. Sold a few houses. Uh I do have a lumber yard for sale. Just doesn't have any lumber. Um, this is Caddy Shack special, right in the lumber yard. <laughs> uh, we got graduation going on here. That's been fun. Um, yeah, I don't. Not really much been going on. Everything the cows that I have on pasture, they're all looking good. It's just only a matter of time until all the water and the feed is gone. But uh, for right now, it's high cotton. You just don't think about the next few weeks. Everything's freaking golden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worry about what's under your control. And you've got like a make your own lumber yard opportunity. That's pretty cool. Bring your own lumber. And I got the yard. I think that's, that's good. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm thinking maybe uh, I might be in the bar business by the end of the year. Who knows? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have that stupid milkshake, bring the boys to the yard song in my head. And I just pictured Richard with, milkshakes that will, that will be me my milkshakes will be available probably come september <laughs> it's going to be a very special roundup this year yes <laughs> i 
think the I think roundup I think everybody's stress level will be so high by roundup that it ought to be a pretty good one this year. Dang, I I might have to ninja back for that one again and put the teepee back up. That was yeah. People are people are yeah. need a, people are gonna need a big release. There, it's good. It's just I can't even describe how bad this drought is right now. Yeah, it's so. Are you talking about Pendleton roundup or your guys' roundup? Lake County. Oh. Labor Day weekend. You should come out. Okay. Are you guys all coming to Pendleton this year? Well, it since I won't be bringing cows up in the desert, I'll have a lot of free time. So probably. Yeah. There you go. It just depends on how <laughs> communistic they are. Like, um, I don't know what Raleigh, restrictions are going to come down the hill. You going to come out? You going to come out the hauler? <laughs> yeah, you go off mute and tell us your answer. <clears throat> no, I'm not. Oh, why? I'm sure I can find something better to do. He might have to poop. In the Pendleton Roundup? He'll yeah. come down for a day. He's got to come say hi. Maybe. I don't know. We'll just kind of see what, what I have going. You guys all look. come. We could do a live podcast from Pendleton Roundup. Well, it's one of the thoughts. From room yeah. 17. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll get us in there. I can be good. Uh, Casey, my brother, can get us in there for a live podcast. Live interviews, Flint. We can get Flint in there. Yeah. Drop in. Have a grand old time. I just, I don't know what kind of restrictions they're going to have on Pendleton. I haven't heard yet. Well, I haven't asked either. I don't think so. I just anything. pulled out my gestation chart. I think Raleigh might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Raleigh might be busy. Well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Got Is it all right? That kids already do? No, not they're, in September. Well, they're, but... they're pretty much due the time you figure out you're pregnant. Or you mean like oh do around Labor Day? I got you. Yeah. No, <laughs> I've got uh, it. The grass deal is going to be a big concern up here come September. Yeah. Um, most of us don't start coming off until October ordinarily, and so there's a real good chance I'll be humped up and busy trying to get hay done and get cows in all at the same time. So. Well, I'm just going to say this too: if we're all in town, then we'll just come see you. And guess what? You'll have to put up with us. So. Oh hell. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just see how it goes. It's yeah. kind of I'll I'll be on Harrowbed driving around picking up hey, you guys can be Phil farting around in RV and we'll just run the podcast like this and we'll be live. Yeah. From, it's kind of gonna kind of gonna be one of those years where you're you don't know what to expect till it's happening because we're <laughs> nobody's nobody's got answers for what our weaning weights are going to be, where we're, when we're going to be. might have to, kind of early a, weaning this year might certainly be an opportunity, but if everybody's doing it, then there'll be a lot of calves on the market. So, yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. I haven't checked today yet, but uh, the calf market hasn't been that great. So we'll just see where it, where it lands. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see where the hay market lands too. We're kind of all over the board for a lot of different reasons in that too. I mean, guys are, probably going to be selling a lot of loose ends on their cow herd and trying to tighten things up on that end and feeds all the the export market they're not moving a whole lot of anything they're still sitting on last year's inventory with uh with uh the the uh them not buying hay they're not putting a lot of demand on the market and dairymen are looking at soybeans for protein right now um there's just a lot of different things happening that are going to influence this hay market and nobody really knows what what direction it's going to get influenced yet so um, i've got horse people calling me who ordinarily have pasture in the summer who mm. don't have any pasture and they're already feeding hay 
So Falcon in June. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's it's going to be an interesting year. Um, it will be for we'll sure. See what happens. So, Hurry up and wait, as they would say. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll try to have a little reunion. Richard's still on mute again. We always miss the good stuff. Richard says. I, I, I have not stopped buying hay since December. And I thought maybe I wouldn't have to buy hay this month, but I'm buying two truckloads this month. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Falcon. No way. No wonder you're wishing you could sell that morning wood. <laughs> Jesus. That's what they call revenue stacking. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Falcon. That's going to cause an audit. Ah, brr, yeah. <laughs> I forgot probably the biggest news of the year thing I've been <clears throat> focusing you know, you? hours a day paying attention to is for the longtime listeners, go back to the GameStop saga. Mm -hmm. So all those winnings from GameStop stock, I pumped them all into this that SPAC, the PSTH. I'm yep. Sorry, Mike, I got you wrapped up in that. I don't know We're if you having still fun. Are. I'm still in it. I'm, I ain't fucking getting out now. Yeah. <laughs> well, finally. We have a deal, the makings of a deal. Are you kidding Did me? you hear about, you, no, you heard about this, right? I've not. No, I've been totally swamped with work. I've not heard a thing. Complicated as hell, but I think it's it initially, I think, spooked people, but I think it's going to be ultimately really good. So you got the PSTH, which each share has $20 behind it. So people right now it's going for like $23.50 a share. So if you were to buy it, you're basically paying $23.50 for $20. So you got a little bit of a premium there. But they finally announced that uh, we're putting 10 billion, no, $4 billion to buy 10% of Universal Music Group, uh, which is going to be a spinoff from a big conglomerate called Vivendi. Um, valued anywhere by like the investment banks are valued anywhere from about 45 to 100 billion dollars so pretty wide yeah, spread definitely. there um so <clears throat> but you're gonna have and that's a pre-ipo price so they'll ipo mm -hmm. they might ipo come out initial public offering at 25 dollars a share but we're getting in at 14.75 uh per share then that leaves $5.25 remaining that's going to stay as what's going to be known as PSTH Remain Co. Oh, that's um, catchy. So, so you'll, you'll still have the same number of shares in that, plus they're going to do something with the warrant, so you're probably going to end up with more shares of it. So there's still going to be upwards of like $3 billion to either do another equity transaction of an IPO or you know investment. Or you can merge with a company like a traditional SPAC usually does. Plus, Bill Ackman came through and he's going to give everybody what's called a SPARC, uh, Special Purpose Acquisition Rights. And that is like a SPAC in that you just get, for every PSDH share you own, you're going to get the right to purchase one share of his next transaction, but you don't have to put the money into it until you know who the company is that they're investing in and at what valuation. Oh, really? So it's a pretty sweet deal. I think Yeah. this is not investment advice, but what I'm hoping is that Universal Music Group IPOs at 
22 bucks a share, which is about where it is now. Then you still have the other 525 that's going to be worth like 650 on the market. And that maybe when they find a target, that'll go up to, you know, to whatever. Mm-hmm. And then those special acquisition rights, those are probably going to be worth, that's a free option. Those are going to be worth at least a couple bucks each. I think so, this is going to pass. Well, no, more June 22nd is when the, the vote happens to and when Ackman's able to speak publicly about the deal. So if we have these shares right now, what's our course of action? I don't want to ask you investment advice online. We can talk about it offline too. Like, do you have to just hang on to it? Do you sell it? Yeah, just, yeah, no, just hold on to it and, and wait till Ackman can speak publicly about it later, like, uh, like two is weeks. It May, June. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, I just like, when that went ape shit, I just like closed the box and was like, I'll just see what happens basically. So I hadn't even been looking at it at all. Yeah, man. I have like, I have all my money plus margin. Yeah. I'm using margin in it. It's dangerous. I recommend you, it pays off. You, as your attorney, I recommend you drink heavily. Yes. That's <laughs> no, probably, I've, been, yeah. I've been waiting for that shit for like eight months. months. Like yeah. literally it takes up a significant portion of my day. Yeah. In anticipation. But. Yeah. I put a decent, well, not very much, but I was like, I can use that somewhere else. I'm glad I got it where I have too. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, anything else? He's calling her quits, folks. So uh, for my reach around, let's see. I've been doing some traveling. <laughs> I headed up uh, the weekend of Memorial, like Saturday Memorial weekend. I went up to Texarkana, which is about a quick little 12 hour drive. Uh, if you basically just stop for gas from here. To hang out with dad for a week and because uh, like around father's day it just doesn't really work for my schedule and everybody else's so uh worked remote i'd spent i think a week or two in the office and then i was like hey boss man i really need to go work uh remote for a week he's like jerry so it took off like at four o'clock in the morning on saturday and loaded the uh, super hound up in the old rena and uh gave her the gave her the haul ass north and uh, spent a week up there Built some cool shit in the shop. I built a really cool, huge frame for this. Uh, I got a Mile City Buck and Horse sale poster this year. And so I built a cool uh, uh, frame with that out of some old cedar. And then uh, we redid like this. Uh, this old bench was basically just like a frame. And we cut down a bunch of old wood for that and redid it all. And uh, used some like uh, linseed oil and all kinds of cool stuff on that. And rebuilt it and then did a bunch of stuff around the house for everybody. And even talk my folks into buying a brand new zero turn mower. So they have like this, you know, like a five acre freaking yard that they're garden, they call a yard. And we're wearing out old little crappy craftsman and John Deere mowers in about six months. I'm like, here, let's go just try one of these out. So now they're kicking it up to like industrial level yard care. So uh, I get updates from the mower now, which is pretty funny. So then uh, all that's back and um, just getting, Getting into the groove, you know, for the uh, office day, we started the uh, the fired up the social committee again, or I guess my boss calls it the fun committee. So I'm on that, and a couple other people I haven't even freaking met yet, and so uh, <laughs> which has been entertaining. But you know, we had like our first um, like inner office whiteboard collaboration earlier today, trying to figure out what my some freaking scheme my boss had put together, like you know, like a mm, two weeks after I got on the job, he like, hands me this project with this guy in in uh, brazil like here 
kind of button us up and take care of it. You know, and it's got like, it's like seven components and the guy doesn't listen to what we do. So we had like this 15 minute thing on the whiteboard today in the account manager's office because she was pulling her hair out about like, what exactly is the plan? <laughs> Why is this guy sending so many samples? How much is he supposed to be paying and all this shit? And I was like, oh yeah, well, this is a long time ago. So we had like diagrams, I'm taking pictures and but it was cool because we were all in the office um, and it would have probably caused like a nuclear meltdown if we try to do a Zoom call and get through all this stuff where we could just huddle up and, you know, 15 minutes, had a plan, knew what we were going to go do and went ahead and rocked it. So it's cool to have that office interaction again, even though I really like working from my home office. It's getting that, uh, that camaraderie and just that addiction to, to seeing everybody and the random, you know, comments in the hallway or you know at least two of the people i work with are from brazil so we got to talking about uh, picanha and freaking barbecue and shit today in the hallway for a good 30 minutes and we all got hungry and agreed we're gonna have to have a barbecue soon so um you know again shit we wouldn't talk about if we were all stuck at home doing our own thing so uh that's been the great part just doing that and then um it's been pretty dry here the few weeks i'm gonna sound like a total dick i, I apologize been dry the past couple of weeks but uh hurricane season's coming so we had some pretty good rain the past couple of days and again this afternoon i'm sorry everybody's fucking selling cows and pulling their hair out and i'm talking about hurricane season but hey i gotta put up with big bugs and shit so uh yeah an exterminator came yesterday too that was pretty cool so we have these i call them boone and crockett cockroaches here they're like i don't know two two and a half inches long sometimes so you like walk in the kitchen you know and you're like you're like step on a skateboard and you didn't that's the fucking cockroach so exterminator comes like every two months and blasts everything so then i'll walk out tomorrow morning and there's gonna be a whole shitload of them on the on the floor upside down so you just sweep them up and throw them away but that's terrifying <laughs> i hate i fucking hate cockroaches man there we had such a bad cockroach problem at my old apartment I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I don't know if they're technically cockroaches. I think there's some like a water beetle or water something. Water like bugs are worse yeah, because they're bigger. They're big. Like these some bitches are literally like two inches long. And But uh, somebody's like, oh, I could never handle that. I'm like, you know, that's a small price to pay for good weather and freedom. So I'll willing to spend 80 bucks every two or three months to have the dude come spray the shit out of everything. So, but uh, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of the high points. Speaking of uh, lawnmowers, I was just thinking, uh, my brother bought a new lawnmower today because his his broke down. Which one? Maybe it's because Brian. Brian, um, he bought something new? Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. He was okay. so he was so excited about. The okay, lawnmower. well, I've, he gets a little amped up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm just thinking, like for Richard and Raleigh, you guys are like working outside all day every day right nod nod yes yeah and you doing like like is it difficult then on saturday or sunday to go mow the lawn because it's just more outdoor work to do. it's no fucking saturdays or sundays it's just another damn day i had it on mute so you missed all the laughing in the background by my wife my wife is completely in charge of the lawn Oh, okay. Oh, that's why I feel like that would be really difficult to like spend all day cutting hay, and then it's like now I got to do my yard for no reason. No, uh, Kelly, Kelly mows the lawn. Um, typically, I mean, I will if she's, but she takes care of the lawn and the garden and stuff like that. So, good question, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
If Wadman's had been left up to my father when I was growing up, everything would be dirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my my standards of a lawn are not near what Kelly's are, so I just let her deal with it. Because like looking great, honey. It's looking yeah. great. No, like Brian spends like five hours every Saturday working on his yard. Man's a menace. Yeah, I do the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It it's, just clicked to me one day. Like I used to hate working in the yard. I was like, I don't care. I don't even need a yard. And now I'm like, oh yeah, boy, look at that. Boy, that 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 uh, St. Augustine grass is coming in nice. Good thing I fertilized. I better get it that mower height adjusted. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah. I mean, there's a long list, but it just clicked one day. Yeah. I really need to get into watching King of the Hill. Bobby, I got a great story. When I was 16, I had been I had a little lawn mowing business when I was 12, 13, 14. Anyways, well then when I turned 15, 16, I started going out and uh hay in uh I don't know Adel and Flush. Anyways, uh but my mom still expected me to come back and mow the lawn. So I'd come back and I'd be, be covered. I'd mow the actual hay, so I'd just be covered in green from like the waist down. And uh, been hay in the hay field since like four o'clock in the morning. I'd come home and I'd mow the lawn. Anyways, it was getting paid. So I got sick of mowing the lawn, so I uh, I paid the kid next door to mow the lawn. And my mom saw him about four weeks after I'd been paid. And was, Where's that kid mowing our lawn? I was like, I'm paying him. I'm giving him 20 bucks a time to mow the lawn. She's like, damn it, that was your job. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, I spent all day in the I do not want to mow the lawn any longer. Anyways, I had to live in plus the rest of the summer. <laughs> that's the day Richard knew he was going to work for himself. Yes. <laughs> How much was your mom paying you? Oh, no. It was part of the rent and board. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. then she, after that little conversation, she just said my board would be in plush. And there you go. I could cover my own CD. <laughs> I would struggle with, I don't know if it's punishing you, but reprimand, I guess, for that. I'd be like, well, I guess you're delegating. That's worth it to you. So the yard looks great. You're responsible for it or whatever you got to do. I, I, that's an interesting uh, interesting deal. Joel, what would your mom have done if you did that? I think she would have been proud, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really have to mow the lawn much. That didn't last very long. That's too, too lazy. I, I love my mother to death, but she's very sometimes can be very, very much like a Maureen O'Hara character in a John Wayne movie. For sure. Yeah. It's probably a good thing she was, too. Yeah. Yeah. Rawls, if you'd have pulled that, what your uh, folks have said. You're on mute. I don't know. They probably would have thought that uh, I finally got my brothers to mow the lawn. <laughs> that is like one of the best stories I've ever heard because it's just how many things it brings about life into like one sentence. And then, you know, then my board became plush. Uh, there's so many things going on there. That's freaking awesome. I don't, I always looked for jobs away from home 
So yes, I was. <clears throat> I don't think I've grown up. I don't. By the time I was fourteen or so, I don't think I mowed the lawn. I don't think I did. I was thinking about that as I was asking you guys because I got. I was about 12 when I went to work for the neighbor hauling hay. And, and uh, I think dad just kind of liked to mow the yard too. It wasn't that we didn't have much yard really at all. So that yeah. was probably the other part about it. But uh, yeah, that was never really on my chore list, I guess. I'd have to like water the garden sometimes and things like that. We had a pretty big freaking garden, but I wasn't the yard guy very much. But again, it might've taken 10 minutes to mow as, as you know, sparse <laughs> and small as it was, it wouldn't have been that big a deal, but yeah. I'm hauling hay by hand when I'm 12. I guess um, dad figured I didn't have to fiddle fart around with mowing the lawn either. My dad, I remember when I was a little kid, my dad always <clears throat> yell at me to, me to start turning a wheel around here. <laughs> Whoa, turn wheel. Why don't you go out and irrigate the lawn? I call it irrigate the lawn. You want me, <laughs> you want me to water the lawn? Okay. Yeah, I'll turn yeah. on the, no, I'll turn on the, the wheel line. Yeah. You'll set the sprinklers. <laughs> it's funny well i i cracked up today because um we have this uh office communication things called slack that your kind of chats back and forth on you know you can make like different different groups and shit and so as i said i don't know who the hell anybody is on the fun committee or social committee yet so we've been trying to get a meeting scheduled so somebody like on our little chat there on slack is like should we do a potluck next week and I was like, well, that's a great idea. So I jumped on it. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, that sounds fun. Do we need a secure uh, conference room or outdoor area? You know, we're gonna are we, are we gonna provide some main courses or whatever? And somebody writes back like, secure the conference room. Like, <laughs> like, sorry, that would be a military term. I don't really mean like we have to defend it, but uh, we need to get it reserved. Is what I meant to say. But I say we need to secure that. Like, get it locked down. Like, <laughs> so they're probably like who in the shit is this crazy dude that's in that office down the hall that's playing music and talking loud. So um, I can't wait to meet everybody because who knows what it is, but I'm sure I will be scarring to whoever it is, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, we could smoke a brisket. And I'll be like, oh, we could probably do some turnovers. Yeah, who knows what they're going to say, but it's going to be entertaining. Turn a wheel around here, Joel. Turn a wheel. Turning a wheel. Yeah. Is that the irrigation? Well, never did. Never did. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. I was pretty lazy back then. Go... What? At some point in your life, you go from turning the wheel to being the wheel. There's that. Yes. <laughs> I was still thinking about, was pretty lazy back then. I was like, yeah, good thing you really turned over newly. Anyway, it's I almost think that's a... 205. We got fucking two episodes to say by the bell coming up. I can't do it right now. <laughs> TBS Kelly, Kelly Kapowski, Dad. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. We didn't have really afternoon TV in my days of my youth, so it didn't fucking matter if I wanted to watch, I guess, probably some kind of uh, soap opera. We had like one and a half channels when I was in the younger days. And then we got the satellite dish that was big enough to outdo NASA. So, yeah. I remember digging the freaking four by four by four hole for the satellite dish so we could fill it full of concrete and put the post in. So when the wind came along, it didn't blow it out of the ground, but literally four foot by four foot by four foot deep hand dug that in the corner of the garden area to put the freaking, I think it was like an echo star, like at least a 12 foot dish, maybe 15. Uh, 
Yeah, every time you change the channel, it had to like rotate. Yeah, yeah. Unless it happened to be on the same satellite, you know, like G4 had a bunch of like Disney and crap on it. And then, but yeah, like, oh, and that's the crappy thing. Like, if you're watching Playboys, they're over on F4, channel 24, it was way over here. So, like, you know, did you have you grew up with the Playboy channel? Yeah. And American oh, Triple Ecstasy, yeah. But uh, what a tr- what a treat! You had to like, rah, 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 you, know, you know, like there's nothing. There's like Bulgarian hopscotch on F4. There's nothing else on there. So if your parents knew anything about the satellite, or even the neighbors, like they can drive by and it's all cranked over, they're like, ah, somebody's not home with any parents. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Richard. Was, it's like, what about what are the one of the most shocking holiday moments we had was over Christmas watching the Disney channel on the satellite at about 11 o'clock, the parents were all in playing cards and visiting and uh-huh. Disney channel turned into a porn as the satellite shifted over shifted the skew. Yeah. It was like, they were real close. Yeah. Yeah. G 10, I think was that. And that's where triple ecstasy was, I think. But it, it's some, yeah, it's um, that would happen. Like sometimes our neighbor would order pay-per-view and we would get it on our satellite because we were like, <laughs> A few hundred yards away. Yeah, it was. There was no TV commercials most of the time, like on network TV. It would just be like the television guys, or I saw the I saw the fight live when Geraldo got hit with the chair, unedited, no commercials, full blown chaos. Yeah, the the Super Bowl where that the Bengals guy broke his leg. Who was it? Thurman Thomas, oh. Ernest Biner, I guess. Ernest Biner. He broke his leg, and there it was like. He was flopping like a freaking dog on a rim. And they're like, oh, we'll never see that on TV again. The whole commercial break, they're like watching it, rewinding it. Oh, Jesus Christ, look at that. You could, It was like so crazy, dude, to see TV without any commercials. I think Joel just had to go vomit. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get on the fucking satellite TV rant anyways? <laughs> it happens. It's sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue to take us to this week's entertainment spotlight, which uh, thank God Mr. Bigsby had the foresight to say that we, we need a laugh and probably picked the 1980 classic Caddyshack. We've even had some Richard Mail. Rawls, there's a plethora of reasons I'm sure that you picked Caddyshack for us to talk about, but what comes to mind first? We all know it by heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, I don't know. It's just a classic that's, it never gets old. You can watch it over and over and enjoy it just as much every time. Um, and sometimes it's even funnier than it was the last time because you Dude, pick up. And no doubt. Yeah, probably for me, I've watched the backstory on it. They, they had a documentary on the making mm-hmm. and that that's kind of an, I don't know, maybe it's not, but outside of probably blazing saddles it's probably a novelty in filmmaking with all the impromptu things that they put in it um oh yeah they i mean chevy chase was in his heyday and and um those guys like they just threw the script out the window and partied like rock stars every night and whatever they woke up to the next morning is what made the movie yeah and there's that famous story like Holy crap, we don't have Bill Murray and Chevy Chase in the same scene. And they just came up with that whole, you know, Crestor mm-hmm. Finderbins, you know, Stone to Bejesus built uh, whole yeah. thing. Like that was because they, well, they didn't really like each other either. But like that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie 
and it was like yeah. totally last minute mostly improv just chaos well and that that was a big problem with making that movie is having those two together because mm-hmm. they really did not like each other and yeah. and like they did not want to be on set together they didn't want to do anything and so they finally got them to do that one scene and that was it cannibal cannibal yep. coming cannibal. yeah uh, it's a little it's a little harsh yeah it's a... <laughs> manganese you know uh other things are harder. Like, yeah. like i said uh we, <laughs> we know we know this movie by the like the back of our hand and it's it, oh. it, it i guess part of the other reason that i wanted to bring it up is there aren't a lot of conversations amongst a group of guys that have anything to do with golf Mm. That there is not a quote or just like you ad libbing right there, it comes up all the time in oh. conversation. So it's a, it's a fun one to talk about. Lumberyard that comes up all the time. You get a shitty shot where that one at? That's in the lumberyard. Yeah, yep. uh, you know, like, <laughs> that's all you got to say. You know it. It's like either in the creek or somewhere you don't want to be. Uh, Mr. Havercamp, Mr. Havercamp, your ball's over here, Mr. You know, mm-hmm. you know like, like that's what we called Mr. You know, Mr. Hazenkamp at. The country club i always called it mr habercamp or haberstamp you know because of just <laughs> a lot of correlation which was hilarious the poor little bastard yeah <laughs> give me hazen camp yeah no just a fun movie to watch and i figured uh there's probably not a lot not many of our viewers out there that haven't watched it several times either, I hope but... if they haven't they sure need to get on their stick and watch it and yeah. i watched the first part like closely last time I watched it, like, you know, when Danny's at the house and he's, he's in there, you know, all the stuff going on around the house with all the family and his dad's like, who, who's, who are you? Hey, who's this one belong to? Like, you know, like who's the, all these freaking kids and saving his money. And I had a couple burgers and a Coke. Yeah. You know, just absolute chaos. Um, I kind of, honestly was like, wasn't paying attention when that was on or skipped over it or forgot about it, but it was, that was really super funny to me for some reason this last time watching the house where Danny lived and his ride to Bushwood on the way was pretty cool. So it was a different part for me. I had paid much attention to. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that movie so many times, but um, never like sit down and watch it from beginning to end and pay attention to the Mm. storyline. It's one of those movies where I'm like, I generally know what the story is, but I don't know. Like, I never watched the entire thing. I don't think I've ever watched it end to end. Still haven't. Oh wow! Uh, there's just, but you can pick up that movie any place in it, and it's it's good from there that point on. Yes, yeah. Um, you don't need to have the beginning to enjoy everything else. I really like. There's just a random scene that cracks me up every time, which is when Chevy Chase has that that girl over to his house mm-hmm. and his place is just a mess yeah i was trying to get some drinks together so he's like refilling old beers <laughs> and then he like puts a cap on it and then he pretends to pop it's it like, off ooh, and he ooh, kind of spills ooh, it ooh. Ooh. Ooh, easy yeah. he's like <laughs> shaking it a little bit could you drink maybe a tuna colada yeah uh just like <laughs> he puts his hand through that japanese like bonsai like walling <laughs> oh yeah oopsie daisy yeah like um that whole scene when he's singing to her and taking the tequila shot, you know, he's throwing it over his shoulder. And uh, I was born to love you, but I was born to lick you first. And just, you know, to lick your face. I was born to love you. 
I was born to lick your face. I was born to love you, but you were born to love me first. Let's go out to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a million dollars. Or I feel like a hundred dollars. I feel like a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bet you have a lot of nice ties. Tie. Yeah. It's, you know, Spalding going around and getting all the old the leftover drinks and he horks down the one with all the oh. cigarette in it and then comes outside and, and pukes right in the Doc Beeper's Porsche. You know, it's freaking top to bottom dude that movie kills me then you ain't getting no coke so yeah Rawls, i was so stoked when you texted that i was like yes well and i don't know i think i think there's so like like joel said you can pick it up from any point and enjoy mm-hmm. it but there are so many scenes oh. in that where the you we could sit here and talk about almost every scene played out and have the same laughable conversation because it, it never ends in that movie. Like it I'm just, sure we can. Well, there's like several storylines. Hour several, movie. yeah, totally. Yeah, there's several like good storylines going on at the same time in that movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because you have Danny and uh, what Mary Mary Kate. I want to call her Mary Kate, but the, the galley's dating. Um, but thanks for nothing, you know. You got yeah, him. Those that thing going on. You got him trying to win the caddy tournament. You got, uh, you know, Doc. You got Chevy, or, uh, you know, Roddy Dangerfield thinking about buying the place and Chevy and the, the match and, uh, you know, all these different storylines going on. It's freaking, and then, of course, you got Carl chasing the gophers and, you know, oh, bark like a dog. Oh, yeah. You're a tramp. Oh, yes. <laughs> just... You're right. I hadn't thought about that. How many different storylines are going on? And then, when he goes out and plays golf with the reverend and gets hit by lightning and all right farts you know it's just like <laughs> fiddlesticks my name's fred i'm a man just like you are <laughs> judge so is it i don't know why i've always thought this but judge smells isn't isn't that smells. The, yeah was it his Ten niece night. that was yeah was Lacey his niece? yeah well for some reason i have always correlated smells with pops Oh, totally, like, dude. Yeah, like those two. I, every time I see pops, I'm just like, that guy should have been on Caddyshack. Hundred percent, man. He, yeah, yeah. Just a cooler out version the, of Judge Smales. Yeah, we might as well just drop a, a plug there for the uh, liquor store. So yeah, that's our good friends at Pendleton Mixer and Cigar. Pops, as everybody knows, is the uh, originator of said establishment, and Greg Roland Senior, aka Pops. Everybody's hero and kind of everybody's dad too. Uh, it seems like to me for it was mine when I was in Pendleton. So yeah, pops, we mean that with all respect and admiration that you were like the cool version of Judge Males. I think those are the first people that I had dinner with when I came to visit with you. Oh yeah, yeah, we ran into the Rollins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happened to me today, this morning actually. My nephew Caleb was telling me. I was going to take him to Walmart and I was going to get him balloons and I have to get him Legos. And You'll I, get nothing and go, like it. I'm going to get you nothing and you're going to like it. He, <laughs> he didn't get it. But did Brian hear it? Because he'd have been on the floor probably. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Damn it. It was just a private conversation. That's perfect though. Because he's going to be like, that's going to be rattling around his head for years. Like, what the hell? Was Uncle Joel talking about you? I'm going to get you nothing and you'll like it. And he's going to see it on a movie someday and probably shite his trousers. What's wrong with that guy? Yeah. Jesus. What an odd statement to make. 
So exactly, real world example of Caddyshack in motion on the next generation and probably just completely messing them up. That's beautiful. That's the power of Caddyshack, Raleigh. And what's that other movie, Richard, too, that you mentioned that we talked about? The documentary of the documentary about the guys at uh, Lampoons. Uh, a foolish and uh, uh, something endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Notion. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is like that's, that's good on its own. That's like the backstory of the backstory. It, it's about the guys from National Lampoon who kind of all their activities and, and the writing they did on that and all that chaos. So it's like the, if you want a deeper, deeper dive, that's one to watch too. And there's no way that 10 cup would have ever worked without Caddyshack. Ooh, interesting hypotheses. Yes. I concur. Probably like most golf movies would be like, what without like what a random premise for a movie. Like I gotta take five. I'll be back in a bit. All right, don't poop too hard. You might put it on mute. Just saying, yeah, Richard, put it on mute before you go do your wood harvest. I think I think you can mute them manually. I know, but that's no fun. (laughs) Why would I do that? (laughs) We don't we don't need to hear their private. There you go. They're gonna start arguing or something. You see Richard go flying across the room and Al just smacked him around. Like, you want a fresh one? No. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that would happen ever. Yeah. So, um, no, I was super stoked. Uh, watch it again just because. And I'll probably watch it again next week just because. So, because um, it makes me laugh every time. So, even if you didn't play golf, I don't think you even have to play golf to enjoy this enjoy caddyshack no no because i don't play golf i mean well i've well, been there it's been uh, it, you can't really call it golf but i can sure I mean, you can uh, call it whack fuck for sure but it's not yeah. close to golf whack. yeah <laughs> it uh they should just call it four because that's what it's like it's going 400 yards in four different directions yeah yeah that <laughs> yeah, but, but i sure appreciate the movie i mean it's uh yeah it, it's it's always entertaining it sure holds up there's no doubt about that yeah oh. no doubt about that oh hot damn well oddly enough we're gonna go from caddyshack right into our intellectual moment of the week again proudly sponsored by our good friends at pendleton mixer and cigar downtown pendleton on south east immigrant i believe 235 it's across from the hardware store the auto parts store Ask anybody if you're in town and you don't know where the liquor store is. Say, hey, where's the liquor store? Or just call me. I'll give you destructions pretty much wherever you're at in P-Town because I think it's still the only one in town. So uh, stop in there. See our good friends, uh, Junior, as we call him, Greg Rowland Jr. Say, hey, nice lady. Hey, shopkeep. I'm here for my reacher discount. And uh, let's just see what he gives you. If you actually go in the back, then you, you, you might not. You might. There might be some damaged goods or something back there. But uh, they have a fine selection of all the, uh, the greatest whiskeys and scotches and gins and vodkas and such in the world. And a good selection of mixers and, and cigars as well. So if you need any, any novelty-shaped ice cubes or uh, cigars or mixers like uh, Coke, Pepsi, Mr. and Mrs. T's vodka, you know, Bloody Mary mix, they got it all, folks, is what I'm saying. It's one-stop shopping. So that's our good friends at Pendleton Mixer. 
and cigar. So here's our intellectual moment. I picked another quote, and again, it's just randomly. I'll be searching throughout the week, and something shows up. So uh, I find it extra entertaining again this week. So here's our quote. An intellectual says a simple thing in a hard way. An artist says a hard thing in a simple way. I don't know why I've been on this word intellectual kind of kick lately, but uh, so an intellectual says a simple thing in a hard way. An artist says a hard thing in a simple way. What does that mean? Dude, that <clears throat> pseudo intellectuals say said. a, uh, what was it? Easy thing in a hard way? A simple thing in a hard way. Simple thing. Yeah. That's so true on the academics. When I, I'd say an academic is a pseudo intellectual. If you look on like Twitter and you look at these, it's usually like the woke people. It is so hard to follow along with what they're fucking trying to say because of all the <laughs> terms they use nowadays. I wish I could pull up just a quick example of it, but they make it so difficult to there's so understand. Isms and that's, and I'm like, well, yeah, I think, and I think you nailed it when you said pseudo intellectual, because I think, I really think that the smarter somebody is or the more confident in what they're talking about, the simpler it can be. I truly yeah. believe that. Like they can break down anything uh, into a simple manner, you know? So I think yeah, that's, well, the, for, that's a point of like intelligence, I guess you could say, or common sense when they meet, because that's taking something that's complex and making it simple. That takes intelligence, I think. So you said pseudo intelligence or pseudo intellectual. I think, I think the part of them gets a little uh, warm and fuzzy when they're throwing out, you know, 14 syllable words and everything has an ism on the end of it and you're like do you even know what that means like um yeah to to uh to sort of plow down the runway so it struck me as a uh, good topic so boss what do you think seems like a perfectly appropriate time to not say much <laughs> And I'm golf clapping. Yes, golf clapping. Yeah. I don't know. You know Are you saying you're an artist? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, intellect comes in all sorts of forms and shapes, and there, I think there's people that just feel the need to go over the top to prove the fact that they might be an intellect or someone smart and I don't, yeah i've i've spent quite a bit of time around a lot of people that were <clears throat> in a few words and when they spoke you wanted to listen up 100 i mean yeah. i don't as far as the art, artistic side of it was i don't oh i can't uh, can't relate to a lot of artists and in a way you're an artist with your how you respond and craft and mold with what everything is around you so i would say that that would be one factor but yeah i think i think oftentimes if people are getting too heady it's almost a, a thing of either they have no foundation to stand upon or they're completely insecure about what they truly believe or think and so they have to kind of get a little flowery and, and you know and embellish if you will because they really don't know what it's about and they can't explain it in a simple manner because they don't even know it themselves or believe it that's my thought mm -hmm. dirtbags yeah 
Yeah, you got to fr- phrase something in such a complicated manner. It's hard to give a rebuttal because I have to sit here and think too long about what your message is. And that's if I you think can't, oftentimes you can't I respond know. right away. They get the sense that they just won that debate. Say the latter half of that quote again about the artist. An artist says a hard thing in a simple way. I, I, I guess what they're trying to say like, is they just kind of boil it down to like the essence of what's there. I think that's what he's saying. Not necessarily so that some person that paints, but like somebody who's just in tune, I think, with what their subject is, I think can say it in a, in a simple way. Yeah, that I mean, artists tend to um, try to perfect their craft, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know some some artists. When I think of artists, I think of saddle makers or um, certainly people who who spend a lifetime perfecting a craft and i guess when they get good at their craft it almost seems simple or or they've they've perfected it to the point where the 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 detail is in the work itself and you and you don't notice the detail because the work's so good they've Um, just kind of boiled it down to the pure essence of what it is yeah but it's like I think of a stand-up comic as an artist and what they do is to make a to make a great joke you have to cut out all the unnecessary fat what they call it all the extra extra words and get straight to the point fewer words the better isn't that what Seinfeld said like he'd start with a joke that would take like you know yeah 50 words and he was happy when he could get it yeah get it down to five or ten words and then he was happy yeah yeah Richard, are you back? Sort of. We're having a technical emergency. Sorry. Okay. Oh, bueno. Do you, you want to weigh in real quick on the intellectual moment? Brought to you by our friends at Pendleton Concerned Cigar. Of course. Well, I'll read you the Anything quote. Anything for Pendleton Cigar. Outstanding. They'll be happy to hear that. Here's the quote. An intellectual says a simple thing in a hard way. An artist says a hard thing in a simple way. <laughs> we've been all over the board um joel's first comment was i, was I would say that would be- i was expecting like a third one just a regular person or a- oh no no that's where we ended that and, and i guess the third one would be a joel said like you know i would say you know a pseudo intellectual says a simple thing in a hard way and so yeah usually they have to feel that they compensate so to speak like uh so an intellectual i think of like robert oppenheimer sure and when he dropped the bomb at trinity he said he thought to himself we've become death destroyer worlds so that was sort of artistic i mean you've just meshed them both together that's pretty yeah. that's that's what i expect from brad well, i think that there maybe are some people that can straddle both lines but very few so. Wow. Again, Richard comes out of left field, just uh, two jabs and an uppercut, and we're like, <laughs> just but, Yeah, most intellectuals drive me crazy. Yes. 
because they just like to hear themselves talk most of the time. So, yeah, I had a I I don't know if I made them mad. They haven't replied yet, but they uh, somebody was talking about the difference between Kaylee McNamee and the uh, Mac, Mac, the yeah. former press secretary versus mm-hmm. the current press secretary. So yeah, <laughs> the only thing they have in common is the title of their job. Yes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was that seemed to be very highbrow, intellectual, posh, posh on you for being such a moron type of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. There's a lot too much more of that highbrow, intellectual stuff than we need currently in this world. So, we can probably tone that down and try and find some simple artistic ways to say things. And I don't have to circle back on that statement. <laughs> Oh, that's so clever. <laughs> that almost went I, over my head, but I got it. I have moments. I should have told you to tip your hat back first and you catch that as I went whipping by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm to give you a whiplash. <clears throat> yeah. And speaking of heady intellectuals and circling back, Mr. Bigsby, are you prepared to share your word of the week, good sir? Oh, I've got that. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. No. Um, we can stall for a while and come back if you think of something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear about the new news that came out today that uh, that I think it was June first last year when uh, Trump took the Bible out to that church after mm-hmm. the protesters burned up the church <clears throat> for the photo opportunity and all over the news it was. Uh, they had the Capitol Police tear gas peaceful protesters nonsense to, and it was like just taking us back I actually I, I even assumed that Pat, okay that makes sense you gotta, he was going to go to the church and do a photo opportunity you can't walk through a group of protesters to do it you gotta get them out of there but all the news coverage was how I guess un-American that is and what's going on look at this dictator it's scary for liberals um it finally came out today that that whole story was bullshit yeah surprise did you see that I did not see that no but that didn't surprise me for a millisecond there's but what at least three All or four the, other stories already like oh yeah to admit today oh finally yeah our bad yeah they have zero credibility left hundred percent zero credibility absolutely that's why i haven't watched the news and i don't know how long uh i I could care less what they say it means absolutely nothing to me they could tell me my house is on fire and if i felt heat on my backside i probably still would not believe them just because of how many times they've had opportunity and completely sold themselves down the river i mean like a thousand percent. And for the record, folks, we're now on the official segment of What Grinds My Gears, brought to you by our good friends at BK Auto Salvage in the Grand Ron Valley. Um, but it's completely like, I mean, that was their role. That's what we looked to them for. That's why they had their, you know, you can have a confidential informant and the source and all this. And, you know, next thing you know, they're just making shit up, like uh, sources say, uh, in other words, I want this to be true or whatever. I've heard it around. So I'm going to. I'm going to quote it as a freaking story. And it's just absolutely unfounded. Completely. And it had yeah, it's crazy on that you read life. something in the see something in the New York Times or the Washington Post. You have to go to like a obscure news source to 
check the authenticity of the New York Times now. Yeah. Like I can't I can't believe I can't trust them on anything. Even 60 minutes. Did we already talk about oh, this on here? Briefly. About 60 minutes? Yeah, Probably with the DeSantis thing. Yeah. yeah. And it just threw out they threw out 50 years of credibility and mm-hmm. one said nothing. For absolutely nothing too. Like you yeah. know, they could have told exactly. it as a good story. Like there was a there is a good story there in what he did in Florida. But they didn't want to tell that at all. That's right. not what they wanted right. to talk about. They wanted to shape it, change it around, make it look like he got, you know, paid a lot of money to do whatever. It's like, you're, if you're reporting, you would show up and talk about the good story that happened and all the, the people that got helped and good got done. And you go on your way. That's what. Yeah, then you got Brian, you got Brian Stelter or whatever oh, the, the little fuck that on shithead's name is on CNN asking Jen Pisaki like, what are we doing wrong, Jen, as media? She's yeah. a PR person for the White House, and he's asking, yeah, he what can her. we do better as a yeah. journalist? Like, hey. You're supposed to learn that. In, yeah. This is your profession. That's you not who ask you ask for one. PR B, person you should how to already do your job. very well know, uh, two. I'm going to point that out for now. Yeah, that's like that's a sad state of affairs. We're all backwards we're backwards it's gonna it's a pendulum though it's gonna swing back so hard and i'm not i'm not really necessarily looking forward to that it's gonna be it's gonna be harsh when it does come back the other way it might it just depends i don't know i still it's think most people a- are in dc are on the same page so i'm not you know it's gonna be absolutely no fun i think is what it's gonna be when I mean, it swings cool. back Agriculture is already getting hit. You can't buy lumber. You mm-hmm. pickups are ninety-seven thousand uh, dollars. What else? Oh, gas. Well, they can't make. Uh, oh, there's going to be a paint shortage. That's coming. Um, paint. Yeah, because uh, they use petroleum products for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, go buy your paint today because probably in another couple months there'll be no more paint. So um, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> We're just get it's not gonna get better because there's no actions being taken to make it better. And as we get more as petroleum gets more and more expensive, we don't have any lumber here, steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically don't we signed this 1.6 trillion dollar infrastructure bill and we don't actually ha- make any of the materials here. So I don't know what the hell all that 1.6 trillion dollars is just going to go into layers and layers of bureaucracy that's all it was to begin with it wouldn't matter it was all for like training programs and how to not be evil and white anymore apparently so yeah infrastructure my ass and then we haven't even touched on the fact yet that they're finally admitting that yeah the rona probably came from a lab in china and not some freaking you know market where somebody banged a rat with a chicken or something like it's not racist to say that anymore, apparently. Uh, maybe it probably still is, but that's where they're like, well, yeah, there's there's a pretty good chance that that's where it came from. And we're all like, a, a dur. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, heads need to roll on that on that whole thing. Fauci needs to... Needs to resign. Uh, answer for some things. Needs think. to answer. Like, again, I'm going to go back to it again and going to keep pounding on it. The censorship that Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everybody have in place over all of that information is just sickening it, it's like it's not just angry it's like it makes you sick to think about what they're doing and how we're allowing it and and why people just go on with their wave and like absolutely 
sanitizing information to their point of view, where again, it's about freedom and it's about choice. And if they're going to be doing that, they do not deserve any protections. Was that section 235 or whatever that they still underneath, which is absolute bullshit um, about controlling the content. You know, if they don't agree with you, they can say you're violating our terms and you're shut down. It's just not, um, it's not, it's just not American, I guess. And it just makes me sick to think about it. It's amazing. It's amazing how many people uh, are getting censored right now. It's crazy. It's going to keep happening too. Like I, the left, like I'm going to say the left and the right and the left's like, ha ha, that's good for you guys. Guess what? You're next. You're always going to be next. The left and always, this kind of beast always eats itself. And so pretty quick, it's going to be impacting everyone. Um, and it's too late, you know? So that's how it goes in a circle. And yeah, the censorship is just mind blowing. So you got that. And then you got anything that you hear on the TV and the news, you, you, you wouldn't, you know, wipe your ass with it, let alone listen to it or do anything with it. And so you wonder why they're bribing people across the country to still go get their Rona vaccine, um, which is insanity. I remember when I was in college, I was a pretty far left. I don't know if I was far left, but I was definitely. (laughs) Okay. But I remember you you were my favorite communist. That's what I called you. Like that's how far left you were. The, uh, the D- the Department of Homeland Security came un- under Bush was they came out with that color coding system of the threat level. Oh um, yeah, and it was very and clear what they're doing. Like anytime there was a big political, in my opinion at the time, you know, I was like, this is a really stupid system because anytime Bush needed some favorable political points, that that threat level would mysteriously go up to extreme alert. And it, and it just kind of faded away. I don't know over the years it kind of yeah, went I mean, under like I Obama. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. And now it's back with the white supremacy terrorist threat, and now we're in high risk for terrorist attacks all the time by white supremacists. And it's ha- they've elevated that risk like four times in the last six months, and nothing nothing happens. Well, that wasn't that what Biden said. But a few the weeks Democrats ago? used like, to like rally against this nonsense, and now they are fully in favor of it. They, yeah, everything's that, backwards. The party's flipped again. It's crazy. Isn't that what Biden said like two weeks ago or a month ago at some at the joint address of Congress or where was like that? It's no longer like Al Qaeda is our biggest threat or international terrorism. It's white supremacy. Yeah, white. That was out like out loud. We're just like. Excuse me, why am I paying taxes again? What the shit are you talking about? Well, yeah. isn't, that, isn't that what the Far Reaches podcast is? We're, we're a bunch of white Klansmen or something. Obviously, here. yeah, we just keep yeah. missing the newsletter about all these things. Going on. Like, apparently, yeah. like this means racist or something. I don't know. I totally missed January 6th meeting and I just feel awful. I'm a very shitty at my job. I apologize right now. Hopefully, I don't pull my credentials, I guess. Yeah. So what? So. what? I don't know. What, I don't even know where to begin. That's how lunacy. The the white supremacy deal. I mean, what's I behind all that? The division. I mean, like they're well, like yeah. that's their whole goal is keep us divided and and adding each white, other's throats. The white male American. What is the big threat from that? I apparently uh, somehow um, we're the most evil thing to ever come along. I, I don't know. 
exactly why. Um, yeah, it was, a non- gets- it was nonsense when back in the day when 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 white people were blaming uh, Muslims for terrorism and accusing them of that. That was nonsense. There's there's a few bad ones, oh, and then so- just like there's a few bad white dudes out there. Um, it's not it's not a big threat. It's not a big threat. It's funny how you can't you can't blame all of Islam or Muslims because some guys supposedly flew a plane into a tower, but it's perfectly okay to blame all white people for basically I don't know even know what. It's perfectly okay to blame all legal gun owners and the NRA for some one guy that goes ape shit in in Colorado Springs or whatever. So it's always like this one way street. Like if it's something on that one side of the aisle, then. If one person does it, then everybody's instantly guilty of that same thing. But on the other hand, you can't group everybody all together. That's stereotyping. That's racist or some kind of... If I hear ist on the end of any fucking word, I basically stop listening. It's pretty yeah. safe. Um, I don't know if it's misogynist or, or phobic or xenophobic or whatever. I'm like, uh, no. Um, I don't care how many words you make up. Like, I just don't like you as a person, as an asshole, or I think you're cool. Like, that's pretty much all it boils down to. Here's a word. Do you have a word of the week? Yeah. Go uh, ahead. What do you got? Well, I was just going to ask a question. What is an abolitionist? What is that? So you believe in abolition? Richard. What is Richard? Probably you're the teacher. Explain what an abolitionist is. <laughs> They want to oh, abolish like slavery, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then there was, wasn't there an abolitionist movement to uh, get women to vote? Or that was suffrage. That was suffrage. Suffrage. So abolitionist. Abolitionist is just a specific group of people that were trying to. You want to abolish slavery? They want, slavery. Is that it's not necessarily just slavery, but. No, but that's what it was mostly yeah. attributed to. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think okay. especially those people, you're, okay. if you were an abolitionist, um, yeah. Why did that come up? Just that. I don't know. You were talking about ists. What are uh, the, yes. everything's bad that's an ist? And then I was like, wait, weren't abolitionists pretty good? Yes, they were. Uh, but they haven't been around for a while since we did away with that. So, um, yeah. When somebody's just like throwing out random words about obic or ists, and I'm just like, hey you probably don't know what that means like that's the most common one they call oftentimes they call conservatives fascists which i i still haven't been able to figure that one out because i don't think it's even it's the antithesis of that and that's why antifa corrects me like you guys are actually acting extremely fascist when you're saying that you are in fact anti-fascist so we need to make a deal where we stop people need to stop calling each other fascists or hitler or nazis like nobody none yeah totally. unless you, that really presents itself you can't draw comparisons to hitler let's let's stop that because it's yeah. both uh, sides it's like people call yeah it's nonsense. it doesn't make any sense that's the other part about it. like it, it's completely unfounded you're just taking a person who you think did evil and you're correlating it with somebody now who you think is doing evil so Except for the anti-Semitism coming from some of the folks on the left these days. Yes, ironically enough. That is indeed Hitler-like, oddly enough, from the people on the left. I don't know if they all had a meeting and ate something bad or absolutely unhinged in many ways. Yes. 
did you caught did you catch bernie describing the people that landed on the beach at normandy as anti-fascists i did not but that's that's right isn't that it seems pretty appropriate though yeah yeah <laughs> but he's, they're not antifa yeah no yeah i couldn't be farther from the truth yeah so anyways ross did you get your word yes what do you have there for us good sir can you can always sorry again k-e-n ken m is in mike or n is in november n is in november so i have kilo echo november is that what you're saying yes ken not like is in barbie's boy toy nope okay ken as in a ken like that's like as in a no, ken that's, an I -N. that's a a-k-i-n isn't or something yeah yeah, like Ken. next of kin is K I N. Like, right? like kin folk, that's K I N, right? Though, yeah, I think so. Kin, kin. It almost sounds like some kind of measurement or degree angle, but I don't know. Uh, Brad Burr, what do you think? He's looking out the window like he's trying to get out of eighth grade science class right now. Damn, Ken. Yes, uh, you're, we're really in a kin here. Yeah, it's, can you can you use it in the sentence? Can I can I can I get the uh, origin? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, give it away yeah that's the whole idea Mike, <laughs> no. Micah's kin is outstanding not heard that word does it mean hair uh, banter. Is it, like, Micah's banter is outstanding is it sort of like uh, charisma charisma mm -hmm. is a special quality of leadership that captures the popular imagination and inspires allegiance and devotion you just pull that off the top of your head, <laughs> or you, you're yeah. googling something like. No, that was from son-in-law. Oh, oh, nice! <laughs> That's awesome, Ross. I think I think it's hair. Yeah. I don't know. No, I have no idea. It's a range of what one can know or understand. Range of what one can know. Well, there's a key. Say again. That's a good word. Spectrum. Say again, Richard. I said there's a kin spectrum. There is. Really? Yes. How is that oh. gradiated? Is it like a one to hundred score? Is it like colors or like can you can you cipher it? From not being uh knowing jack shit to being a brainiac, I guess. Sounds official to me. Both get you beat up. They got me squirrely in the middle of the kin spectrum. They both get you beat up. That's, That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I have to I have to interject something here real quick too, since we're randomly talking, but. Uh, there's several individuals in our audience, and I won't say any names, but they'll know the little some bitches know who they are. They they have this game they play, or they like to send me inappropriate text messages that they know I cannot read or discuss on the air or probably in front of any other humans. And they'll send them when we're recording. So every once in a while I look down and I'm like, I gotta fucking stop looking at my phone when I'm doing the podcast because I get this stuff that I just can't like it's like you have to look, but I can't talk about it. And then I just later on, I'm like, damn you. And then I laugh. So I thought, I know you some bitches are listening. So yes, it works. It's funny. 
don't stop. I appreciate it. So, but yeah, it's a, uh, it makes me wrath. So uh, that was and totally random. Huh? Oh, I inadvertently like tell them. I inadvertently tell them. Yeah. I got to stop telling them, I guess, when we are recording, because as much times as we change when we record, I don't know how they keep up. We can't keep up. Might as well be streaming live on YouTube. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Which reminds me also, we're going to talk, start teasing this now, but we've got, got pretty good confirmation. We're going to have a very special guest host next week as well. Um, she has agreed to come on and join this posse for a special occasion, special edition, mostly just because Rawls goes, hey, you ought to check and see if so-and-so come on. And I was like, that would be squirrely. So guess what? She said yes. So I'll tell you guys, I think when we're off there, who it is, but I've put a hint up already on the Facebook page. I put one of our text message exchange back and forth. Uh, Richard, I got to tell you, best idea ever to put Richard Mail on the Facebook page because it's so easy for me to just snap a picture of that and throw it up there. I love it. So um, I think, I think that's been a blast. Like, yeah. I've been enjoying it. I think it's, I'm like, oh crap, I got to put this one up here. Like, um, so yeah. So part of our conversation from earlier is up there. Um, we'll probably have some more. I got some screenshotted already from this afternoon when we were confirming back and it's forth. Nice. It's also nice to know that Micah already has everybody's nickname. It's in his phone. So, <laughs> anonymity is pretty protected, except for a very tight circle. And then by then, it doesn't matter. They're probably in the same room anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I try to keep it like truncated, but uh, yeah, I do. I do try to give some props when, when applicable because it's uh, it's that way. So yeah, there, if all goes to plan and we're all showed up, there should be five of us next time we do this and one female presence. And I will tell you, she is a staple of the Lake County region. Um, oh my we'll Lord. probably drop some clues throughout the week uh, until then, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn, I already know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> say that now it could be entertaining so it's going to be damn fun so she's actually oh, really yeah. excited um she's really excited to come on and, and uh talk to you idiots as she said so uh it should be quite entertaining so i can't we're believe gonna, it took us this long we're gonna, we're gonna hear the truth preach yes yeah. yes and i feel sad that it's taken us this long to get this arranged but i think uh I think we needed a good base before we can bring on this. So I like how you describe it as this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, and I mean, now with all due respect, Arnon, all due respect. So, uh, yeah. But I think all just I can this, say is, Joel, buckle your seatbelt. Wide for all other guest hosts. It does. Yes. It yeah. does. We've got several in mind still, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, I just, yeah. I think it's the right time. So she's excited to come on. I can't wait to have her. It'll be. Uh, we haven't been yet. I do believe that we're we're fixing to. We're fixing to word. Yes. So with that, we've had our word. We've ground some gears. Do you want to talk some more about the shitty uh, media or uh, white supremacy or? 
<laughs> I love going back through my notes. You should see me like the, when I go back through this thing and I try to put up the description of what happened and when. I'm like, A, I got to read my writing. And then B, I'm like, what the shit were we talking about then? So yeah, I have Grindr Gears. I have the media and white supremacy. That's the two notes I have written down for what Grindr Gears. So uh, we'll see. It, it should be good. So that brings us to our next uh, segment, which is discussing the upcoming entertainment spotlight, which is bestowed upon Mr. Joel at this time. So uh, he's been anxious about this. I'm sure this is pretty much the only reason he showed up tonight and quit golf early is so he could come and do his entertainment spotlight. And that's just fine. So Joel, we are anxiously awaiting to see which direction and pathway you're going to take us upon. Ooh. Once, in, once in a while, like, I get like the all-time great films list. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, usually not interested in most of them, but this one, like, I've heard of this movie, but I never really looked into what it was about. It just looked pretty slow. But <clears throat> I've been waiting to watch it. I really want to watch it, but I've been waiting until we can make it. Uh, the entertainment spotlight. It is a 1971 American coming of age drama film directed and co-written by Peter Bogdanovich. Adapted by the semi-autobiographical 1966 novel The Last Picture Show by Larry McMurtry. Welcome, Doug. The Last Picture Show. Oh, The Last Picture Show. Yes. Yeah. I've not seen about this some movie kids yet. in a small Texas town starring Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Uh, 19, early 50s, 1951 and 52. Um, it's a black and white film, it looks like. I think it's that Sienna kind of color. I think I've seen it, but it's been freaking ages. Yeah. But it's Great. considered like one of the best films of all time. And uh, Bridges does an amazing job. Well, we'll see about that. I if guess. I recall, like again, it's been since Christ was a kid since I watched this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, it's sort of like the Texas version. I recommend of American you get Graffiti. stoned and watch it. Yeah, okay, get it is black and, and watch white. It. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, Sybil Shepherd, based in North Texas town, slowly dying, both culturally and economically. It doesn't say instantly. Sybil Shepherd's in it, and she's looking, but damn, yeah. Um, ben Johnson, Cloris Leachman, Ellen Burstyn, Clue Klager, uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid had to be like seven in this. Bill Thurman, Anarene, Texas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in a tiny Anarene, Texas. Is that a real town? I don't think it is. Anyways, it's a ghost town in Archer County, Texas. Look at this. There's a. I was gonna say real quick, rated R for sexuality, nudity, and language. Three of the top things I look for in a movie. Got some. Got some boobies. Yeah, there's that too. Now, what are you saying, Richard? Oh, there's a similar movie called uh, Dancer, Texas. Oh, about yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of uh, coming of age tales. uh, Yeah. What was that one we watched? Uh, Fandango. Remember when they got to go see Dom with Kevin Costner? Was real young. They were going to Texas. They were all going to Vietnam or something. 
the freaking car. They tear the front end off the car. That's a crazy movie, but uh, awesome, Joel. Looking forward to watching this one. Really am. Uh, great actors. I've seen it, but it's been forever. So I just know that I have, but it, nothing, nothing rings a bell. But uh, yeah, if you can see Sybil Shepherd in this and not make your hair stand up, you ain't American. Just saying. Say the uh, title again. The title is The Last, the Last Picture Show. And it says semi-autobiographical novel by McMurtry. Interesting. Well, it makes sense. So I guess yeah. about his he's growing up experience. I guess he's mm -hmm. he's from Texas. Different type of novels. Yeah. So the last picture show, Rawls, 1971. I don't know where it's available at. Joel, do you know? Uh, you can wrench it and can uh, watch it on, it's on, it's on Prime, it's on I think. Prime. I think it's on Prime, yeah. So. I don't know if it's free. I'm not sure. It says watch. For it says, yeah. Go ahead, Go ahead, Rich. And for everybody that's wanting, I will use my pick to view Man from Snowy River. So. Okay. We'll I was next. So, yeah, whatever. Because Joel, then Micah, then Richard, yeah. then Raleigh. I haven't decided yet. Hmm. That's hard to keep up. Actually, that's why I wrote it down on my phone. I have to go back and look at it all the time. I think we should do uh, Man from Story River 2, and you pick that one, and I'll do one. We might just have a week of people's choice. We just do Man from Snowy River next week, next time anyways, because that's what everybody's been asking for. We'll see. Did we get started alone oh, yet? Civil, is I just started uh, oh, two good, episodes yeah. into the, the I'm in, uh, I'm on season seven, though, and season eight just came out today, but I'm almost, I'm on the last episode of season seven right now. I don't, what am I watching? Then? I just I started, I thought it was... Format. Have the, What's that, Richard? Sorry, Joel. I hate the new format no, where ahead. they have the annoying interview. Oh, at yeah. the end? Yeah. Yeah. I watched the damn show. I know what happened. I don't need to talk about it. Well, that's why I watch it on... I'm watching it on uh, Discovery Channel app, History Channel, so I just fast-forward to the next episode. So, But, uh, yeah, so I'm watching season seven right now, and I guess, according to my updates, season eight just premiered today on the history channel app or whatever so because one of the one of the gals i follow on linkedin she's actually in season eight she owns a gun shop in montana or colorado i think it's montana she's on season eight and so that's why she was like hey june 3rd premiere i'm like sweet so i go to the history channel app and i'm like oh here it is and then she's not on it i'm like what the crap I'm like, oh she's on season eight this is season seven so yeah i was actually watching the final episode the blonde, of season seven. the blonde gal uh well it's montana well it's a different one that's why i was so confused but yeah there's a blonde gal in season seven called callie on yeah. this season it's another gal i can't remember her name off the top of my head who's also blonde and i think from montana or south dakota on season eight so yeah okay so season seven's been great i gotta say <laughs> i sent you the guys that picture of that dude in the freaking boat taking a bath yeah <laughs> yeah that's what that's the season i'm watching right yeah now. that's seven yeah okay so but apparently eight just came out so i'm excited because i'm almost done with seven and i can't wait to see who wins so we will find out but a, a great show i love that show it's like what i thought survivor was going to be when it first came out what i hoped it would be and not like freaking high school 
drama club. So after the first episode of seven, I'm like, it's gonna be that older guy from Arkansas, is my guess, where he's like, I don't have a wife or family, I don't have anything to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many episodes have you watched? Uh two. But okay. they're they're not showing the same people every episode. No, they kind of focus on three, maybe four people per episode, which I kind of dig that. It's easier to kind of tell a better story, I think. So that's cool. But yeah, there are 100 days this time. So 100 days for a million bucks. That's pretty cool. Like one guy said. Anybody who makes it that long gets the million bucks? No, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be, if there's like a tie, if like 100 days, two people are left. They haven't said. So, which would be cool. I think I could last three or four days then i'd have to go home because i'd be hungry <laughs> nothing's just like like you can't get <laughs> uber eats hello yeah <laughs> again what were the what were the options that they get to take with them there's a list of 10 things there's a whole big list and they can bring 10 things of those uh but i think a bow and arrow is basically the kind of the highest in actual weapon you know you can have With a knife fire can, i have a fire starter uh you can bring a gill net uh you can bring paracord we looked at that list a couple years ago i think yeah we were talking about season five or something you can have a tomahawk i think there's let's say there's like 30 things i think you can choose from and you can only bring 10 of them and i think you can have like basic i don't think uh, i don't think like sleeping bag and things like that count as your 10 i don't think because if i recall that was one of our question things we did like what would you bring which i thought was cool um, what annoys the hell out of me in season seven is it, we are now on season seven and uh, all these people have had the opportunity to watch the whole damn series and they still cannot make a story of shit about happening. You can't what? Make any structure, something to live in. Oh, yeah. When you said it, of course, your internet tweaked out of my internet. They still can't make it for shit. And I'm like, yeah bastards so yeah yeah i know like they spend like i'm gonna spend my first three months in my temporary shelter which is like a blue tarp draped over a you know a sapling and i'm like dude i tell you what man it would be hammer down taj mahal time for me also it's like when i see the people like they're already hungry and they're out getting excited about snaring a rabbit i'm like nope that guy's losing he's gonna lose too much weight he can't survive off rabbit yeah, totally true. <laughs> I know more of these people do. Yeah. yeah the, the porcupine seems to be the, uh, the top of the desired food chain in season seven. I will say somebody kills a muskox, though. Pretty fucking cool. So, yeah. Pretty squirrely. But yeah, some of their shelters are like... Is this season. There you go. Yeah. Their shelters are like, <laughs> dude, we built better shit than that in like an afternoon between getting off the bus and having to be home by dark because like i don't know about you guys but like fort building that was some pretty big shit when i was growing up and we could bust a move yeah not even heavy equipment like i needed like an old shitty saw and a hammer and we're building a fort man it was on i think the guy from portland that hurt his knee and and tapped out he was on to something pretty good with his structure that was Mm -hmm. looking pretty good yeah yeah then he showed him look like he lived in like prineville but they said he would lived in portland because there was some other a-hole from also from Oregon. Yeah, he was definitely under the John Dayers of the shoots. Yeah, they were. for sure. Yeah, there's a guy named Joel from Sisters. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I haven't seen him on the show yet. He hasn't made an appearance. Okay. They do interviews. Ben, is this a big benefit if you've ever spent any time with tribes of people that have to survive in the wilderness in other countries? Like the guy that won season six, Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time in Russia. And then the guy that I'm sort of behind for season seven is the guy from Africa that spent the the time with the the yeah, they name the tribe. With, oh, oh, ah, yeah. Maasai? No. Maasai tribe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's good training. Yeah, that one dude that was like a couple seasons ago, like spent it was like a reindeer herder or some shit, wasn't he, for a few months or years in, in Russia? Yeah, that guy was cool. Yeah. I liked him. That's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, we'll have to have a live update next next episode as well. Because uh, like I said last episode tonight i'm already halfway through it so i won't see it till tomorrow because i'm going to bed after this but uh you know it's there so <laughs> maybe tomorrow morning early when i'm up uh putting this thing together i'll have uh that in the background we'll see we shall see so excellent movie pick mr joel i'm excited to watch that uh and so uh that leads us to our next super popular segment buying stuff anybody been buying anything thinking about anything uh researching i have and, and uh, i've been thinking about it anyways i haven't done it yet but um i'm looking for a new what they call stick burner barbecue slash smoker so um i got bit by that bug for some apparent reason so i was cooking I was outside and I needed a good fire to heat up my branding iron to put my brand on the bench that I built at dad's. <laughs> so I built a nice fire in my fire pit and I had a nice bed of coals burned down kind of itch. And I was like, I got tri-tip in the refrigerator. I was going to smoke later on. I'm just going to throw it on there. So I seasoned it up and I put a grill grate down on it, threw it on the fire, seared it real good, scooped it all the side, moved it over, let it slow cook for another 45 minutes or so. And, uh, so good i was like damn i've been thinking about getting a different, different smoker anyways and so then that started my my research into the world of offset smokers and so uh yeah i've started a couple battles on some smoker forums already just from questions because people like to so i have a pellet smoker right now pellet grill uh made by a gorilla which is in the united states and so, so the slang for those is a pellet pooper and so i was on this uh i think it's like north texas barbecue fans there's like 180,000 people on this facebook group i'm like hey guys i've got a pellet pooper and i'm looking to upgrade to a stick burner what are the features such specifications you look for in a stick burner and the very first dude's like upgrade i can't believe you're calling it an upgrade there's people win competitions every day with pellet and blah and i'm like i don't that's not what i'm saying dude so I'll tell this funny story. So this dude, of course, like everybody's bashing on him back and forth. And then this lady in Missouri starts kind of pecking on him like, hey, yeah, sure. But, you know, I don't really, I think a lot of people that do stick burners do very well in competitions also, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You need to check your facts. So she puts up a picture on the Facebook thing and it's her official barbecue judge ID badge in Missouri of all places. And she says, Obviously, you know more than I do. Uh, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And I was like, oh, shit. She just got totally smacked down. Like, 
So anyways, this big, huge blow up about, cause I said the words, I want to upgrade to a stick burner, but I've got some great advice on about features to look for in the smoker, which I think has been great. So people have been really helpful and, and not like, Oh, if you don't buy a leg, then you're getting shit. They're like, look for this feature, like where the smokestack comes out or this or that, or the other. So that's been really cool. Anyways, that's been my, my passion uh, the past few weeks is to look into one of those and uh, change my barbecue slash smoking game around a little bit. So I guess if any of the reachers have any comments, uh, let me know. I encourage you to watch episode or season one. The Francis Mailman episode and try open fire cook his open fire cooking style. Now, say that again when I was writing something down. So, say again, Richard. Check out Chef's Table on Netflix, season one. Francis. Yeah. And try and master his open fire cooking style coolest barbecuing i've ever seen so that was season Indeed. one episode what i'm sorry to keep interrupting i want to get sure i get it right there huh? what's that can't find that's season one let me see if i can find the episode open fire okay one of the things i looked at is an argentine style grill that has um it's a platform with heat bricks underneath it and a big grate, and then you have a fire grate over here where coals fall down underneath, and then you slide those around and make different zones of heat. But it's more of a grill, per se, not really a smoker, but I'm really intrigued by that. I think I already have a smoker. That would be super fun to cook on, I think. It would just be a blast. But um, anyways, that's a sidetrack. But it's definitely open but fire you, cooking. You, you'll be all in once, once, you go, once you watch Francis Malman, you'll be all in. Cool. Yeah, I had just so much fun just, you know, a tri-tip on a freaking, yeah, I know that's the other part about it too. I'm like, simple, Micah, keep it fucking simple. Like that's one of my rules of order. So uh, yeah, I'm digging it. So I keep you posted. But and I'll, also any suggestions from anybody, please shoot them my direction. But, you know, I smoked chicken thighs on my grill pellet grill tonight. It was absolutely amazing. Like so good. So um it doesn't do anything wrong. It does it really, really well. I'm just intrigued about these other styles of using fire and wood to uh, to cook stuff. Because like just the sear you get, like the flavor from that, like even the tri-tip, it was like outside over fire. Great smoke flavor, you know? So um, really intriguing. I've even looked at like one of those little, like all the shitty little grills, you know, like you're in the state park. You can buy those for a couple hundred bucks. I think that would be a total kick in the butt. Because I, I'm certainly not like, oh, I got the one grill and then I'm done. It's like, I like, I want like nine different things because who knows what you want to cook and when. So I'll try to check that guy out, Richard. I probably watched that and forgot. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little open fire cooking with you if you uh, go that direction. Oh, hell yeah. It's on, dude. Yeah. It sounds perfect. Joel, you buying any accessories for your Dodge pickup yet? Uh, <coughs> toolbox, jack, tires. Yeah. There's a few things I want, but I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. Um, mud flaps, mm -hmm. the step thing, because I guess some short people can't have trouble getting in the pickup. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I want to tent the front windows. 
and get one of those covers for the bed of the pickup. Ah, yes. Many styles to ton, choose from. Ton of cover. Ton, ton of cover. Yeah. But make hard I'm ones that make money. roll up I ones. Just, and... I just bought oh. a pickup. I don't have any money left. Well, you're American. You can't let that stop you. <laughs> I was wondering if like, I could go out to like, Bo's place and you might have find something. like running running what yeah, are they running, boards. running board yeah a lot of different styles dude definitely get a hold of bow see what you can jack because that's pretty popular pickup style so you might find a grill guard you might find a ton of cover for sure might find some running boards i'd, I'd definitely give them a call absolutely pull in some favors man you know people who know people take advantage of that yeah. <laughs> beautiful well i think that takes us to our final segment of the week which also happens to be the best thing of the week. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to differentiate there just because it's the best thing and it's the last thing. So Rawls, you got a best thing of the week for us on our home slice. Oh, well, the best thing this week is we do have some rain in the forecast for tonight. So I hope that that oh, comes good. true. Um, they're talking, uh, at least the forecast I read said that in the next 12 to 24 hours, we could see up to a half inch of rain, which would be fantastic. Perfect. I, I'm not going to hold my breath. And it usually ends up being a lot of wind. Mm-hmm. So. There's a big fire up there right now, isn't there? Uh, there's Joseph not Canyon. Anymore. Not anymore. Mm. Uh, they've got pretty well contained. I don't know. I think I read it. Did a little over 7,000 acres of grass. So. Oh. It was, it was in some rough country, so, mm. but um, yeah, it was right, right on the Oregon Washington border. So oh, okay, yeah. cool. Hope you get some rain. Yeah, no, that uh, that'd be the best thing of the week. Um, I'm sure there's other things I could comment on, but uh, I haven't uh, haven't thought about a whole lot. You're here. not at the front of your mind right now, especially with that you know, in your head for sure. Yep. So. I guess Richard's best thing was he's fucking done with this. Yeah. So, Joel, what do you got? <laughs> well, the girlfriend showed up in town. Um, Outstanding. Welcome home, Jess. Yeah. yeah. So, we got, we're going to do some things. We're going camping this weekend. Um, oh, cool. By, up by Meacham, I think. And then uh, Seattle next week. And that'll be interesting. Sweet. Taking the train up now or you driving? Going to take the pickup into downtown yeah. Seattle. Okay. Nice. Just yeah. trust your navigation. You'll be fine. Just call Steve Wells. He'll get you there. That's <laughs> <laughs> Kurt about that. That was a hell of a trip. So. <laughs> Look at Rawls. I think I just heard Raleigh. I'm sorry, Rawls. Yeah. <laughs> <I>, Richard. <laughs> there's just something to be said for Adventures with Neener. Oh, I love it, dude. That could be a whole book, Adventures with Neener. Uh, yeah. I was trying to explain the concept of Neener to my dad this past week because often I call my dog Scratch Neener. It's sort of an ode to Hi Steve. And then I told him a couple of stories about both him and Lunchbox or Jason. And he's just like, I'm like, he's just that gang, you know, I just, you love him or you don't, man. And thank God I just love him to death. So yeah. Yeah. Adventures with Neener, man. It's just like, and it just creates this shockwave like all around. Like we we were just oh, gonna yeah. just headed to see Neener and freaking calves flying out of the back of horse traders and everything. What's is that, that Joel? Steve Wells or is Steve that Wells. Steve or Kurt? Yeah. Okay. Steve Wells is Neener. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, no official relationship, but I consider him my brother. Yeah. Oh, Command man. lunchbox both, but Steve for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good people. <laughs> Who's lunch? Who's lunchbox again? Jason Wells. That's Steve's brother. Lunchbox Willie. So uh, yeah, boxcar Willie's a legitimate child, but uh, Hendrix used to call him Lunchbox all the time in high school, and then I started calling him Lunchbox Willie. And then it got abbreviated to LBW. So, but not to be confused with LBM, which is Little Big Meat, which is Winston. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or AKA Winnie the Sioux. So there's that. But uh, Richard, what's the best thing of the week, there, darling? Oh, oh, Richard, Bradbury. What just happened? Kevin Kahn friended me on Facebook. Oh my goodness. I I almost wrote. Yes. I can just hear Kevin. I was friends with you already, Brad Bray. I don't even have friends on Facebook too. Rah, 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 rah. I'm the oldest 40 year old ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's been a good week. Uh got to hang out with the kid. Um you know, it's just uh, really sort of settling into life in Lakeview again, and uh, mm -hmm. really have to say I'm enjoying it. Awesome! So outstanding. I figure it takes about two and a half years to completely calm down into the flow of. Uh, That's probably Lakeview. a good way to put that. Get get kind of merge fully into traffic. Yeah. Yeah. At first, so. I always thought that was funny when I'd go to Klamath Falls for the day or something when I lived in Lakeview, and then you come back to Lakeview just a day. Yet you're still driving like you're in Klamath, and like it just does not mesh with Lakeview driving. Like completely unnecessary. Exactly. <laughs> like I didn't have to pull right out in front of that guy because a he's turning anyways, b he's going 22 miles an hour. Like I, it's just like completely style difference. And I would laugh about that in high school. Like I'm sorry, I just got back from Klamath. I'm driving like an a hole. You know, it was just a complete night and day difference. So. I could imagine uh, coming back under civilian times, like not roundup. It, it definitely would. Yeah, it's adjustment for sure. But you're doing. I will well. say that um, with the, everything going on with the drought and shedding cattle everywhere, and not having an uncertain future, I have a guy that uh, sort of loosely partners with that called up and was really supportive and. Uh, really proactive and trying to solve some problems and uh completely didn't need to do any of it like most of mm -hmm. the, what's on what most of the deal with our partnership is on me and yeah. uh so you know it's times like this to really bring out the real people with real character mm -hmm. and uh you should remember that for i i feel sorry for the people that don't remember those people in the good times because uh there's just not many of them and uh it's very seldom that somebody goes out of their way to uh try and help out like there's the token yeah if you need anything let me know but there's like <laughs> oh i'm seriously here i got your back what do you need mm -hmm. uh, i'll do what i can and you like generally believe it and um I'm very fortunate to have a network of people that are uh, helping me out. So I hope in uh, their times I can uh, help them back some yeah. or another. So I think that's a noble pursuit as well. And I think if nothing else, it's just knowing that those people are there. And it's not sound cheesy to some people, but like when you're in a spot sometimes, just knowing that people are truly there, they might not actually do anything physical 
or monetarily for or with you, but just knowing that, like, cool, thanks, man. And like, you just got that base, and then you can I don't you want to get your ass kicked, anyways. But you know, yeah, I know. I was calling around and uh, trying to make some plans, and not really anything big deal or anything, but uh, I crossed some paths with some guys, and it goes, Oh, yeah, that guy that he said he's your partner from up there, and uh. Yeah, he already called, so uh, yeah, we're already talking about it. So, anyways, uh, much. yeah, yeah, no, so uh, and I didn't know he was doing it, and it was yeah. uh, completely uh, surprised. And when you hear it secondhand that somebody not only called you and said, Hey, I got you, but then hear that they're actively trying to fulfill that, that, um, that sentiment, then that, that's uh. Hey, cool. So and they, they called the same person you did, so they were pretty much on track too. They weren't just talking out their ass. So like <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. that's good too. You guys cross the same path and you're like, oh yeah, sweet. That's pretty cool. And then uh <clears throat> yeah, family, a sister uh really helped out today. Um so mm. yep. it's uh it's gonna be a long year, but uh it's these kind of things that make it bearable. True. Very true. Yeah. Very true. It makes you appreciate when everything's running smooth too. It's easy to say now, yeah. but, but it certainly is though. I mean, like, and you, you carry that with you through the tough times too. Like that, that goes into your decision-making and like how you approach things and how you analyze things. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's been in my gut that this is going to be miserable since like, probably so, february i started say january or february you were like this is gonna suck yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was before yeah. the drop yeah so yeah i I've, i've felt it coming i've been through a similar situations in the past but i love to say and i don't want to capitalize too much time i uh all my time doing emergency response and everything i think that um i'm so happy for that skill set right now oh yeah. because uh it really after after you've done that for a decade and been in the oil field for a decade it's really a lot easier to take a thirty thousand foot view of it and mm-hmm. know that this too shall pass it's gonna be sucksville for a while but uh it's completely possible to rebuild and do it better i'm already implementing things that i've been wanting to implement for years because i'm thin enough and uh i'm gonna be when i when everything is done and done i'll have it'll be basically like uh being able to start from zero again so um i can take all those things that i couldn't implement or that i had some paradigm against implementing or some other reason that it couldn't be done and um really uh so I think that it's a good time to just take the time and rebuild and uh, replan and uh, restructure and go forward better. So I think that experience helps you. I'm going to use the phrase triage probably better than a, an average as well. Like how to assess, how to look at the high view, how to hit things first that need to be addressed, you know, uh, and, and be able to kind of stop and step out of the moment a bit and, and address those things instead of, screaming and going in circles down with the boat um i think you address that and cut things off and and do what needs to be done to keep moving as opposed to like well fuck there we go <clears throat> screw you know so there's two ways to hit those things so i think that 
that experience certainly, I think, lends to that skill set. Oh, and then uh, maybe between now and next time I'll go into the carbon summit. I was thinking today, if it had been me 20 years ago, I'd have been too nervous to go. But I know getting away for three days isn't going to make or break this deal. So mm -hmm. go spend some up in Idaho, meeting some really cool people. And uh, so that should be a great fun too. So I try to hit the virtual version of that. Um, I saw there's like 5,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty squirrely. So. Yeah. So anyways, it's on my I calendar. Will, Hope I can make it. I will so. yield the table. Around. The gentleman from Lakeview has yielded the table in your remaining time. So noted. <laughs> I've been watching C-SPAN all week. So uh, no, uh, best thing of the week. And this is really weird. It just struck me today too, is, is some of the pictures that you put on the Facebook a couple of days ago. And, and I had to go in for, um, I went for MRI and they're making sure that my, my balance and my hearing is actually being impacted by that and not, you know, a Duma or something. So I had to do like the freaking 45 minute head smash in the, in the MRI. And so I was thinking about your pictures. And then I got to thinking about high school. And then I got to thinking about ag class and like that picture sparked like a whole, I was in there for like almost an hour that whole time. I was just thinking about all these random incidents and activities and people and stuff in high school. And so like totally took my brain off the chaos of the, uh, 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 and just like getting mangled in this little freaking tube where I can hardly breathe. So I, you know, it was just random that all those things came together, but it made me appreciate our friends, our friendships, like what I get to do and just where I came from mostly. And so it was a really weird deal. Cause it's like, it's sort of like a weird, you're not really asleep, but I definitely wasn't like fully awake. And so it was some kind of weird, you know, uh, MRI induced coma, basically. So it was pretty cool. And I had a good spirit world and not uh, evil things when I was kind of drifting in and out of consciousness. So uh, yeah, it was fun to see the, the pictures and flashbacks and the comments and it just took me all through growing up there. So, and that, that was tied with being home last week with hanging out with dad and all that kind of stuff too. So it was a really cool uh, combination of both. So not so necessarily, what's that? So much mercy in the comments. <laughs> yes, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know we care. Yeah. So uh, just a lot of reflection it was cool. So it was tied well, tied well together and just kind of made me grateful for what I have and who we are. So kumbaya, bitches. So, uh, you guys, anything to add to that? That was pretty craptacular. Beautiful. So that was our last official segment. So as a reminder, uh, next time we meet, which planning on being uh, next week again, we're going to talk about the, uh, what the hell was the name of that book or that movie? The Last Picture last Show. Picture. Yeah, last Picture Show, 1971, Jeff Bridges, Sybil Shepard. Uh, based in North Texas, uh, semi-autobiographical. Uh, Joel will also have Word of the Week as the Entertainment Spotlight host. And so then I think even after that, I think we're just going to do People's Choice uh, for Man from Snowy River. So I don't think that's going to have to be anybody's. Not that I wouldn't pick that. It's just I think it's the people have spoken and we always say, write in and tell us what you want and we'll think about it or talk about it so i think richard you're very correct and just saying like well, let's just do man from snowy river next and i say 
sounds good. And then I'll, I'll jump in after that. So I think the people have spoken from the Reacher Mail and comments. We're going to be from Snowy River after Joel's movie next week after. So everybody can plan. Now we know what it's going to be. It's just the Reacher Mail version. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. So uh, keep sending your messages. If you want, you can just go to the Facebook page and you can put them on there. That's okay. If you like still texting them to me or Rawls or Richard or Joel or anybody, like they all can do the same thing. Um, keep them coming. I'm having a blast uh, with the comments and making sure I, it's just so easier for me to remember to get them up there accurately. And I think people like to look at them. So yeah, send them in, keep them coming. We'd love the comments. Again, thanks to our good friends at BK Auto Salvage for sponsoring us and, and, and Pendleton Mixer and Cigar. And uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. You make it so much easier. So, um, yeah, we'll just uh, like us, share us. Um, every Basically, every podcast outlet, we are there. We are on YouTube. We are on the Facebook. So we are not hard to get a hold of. So if you don't talk to us, that's your fault. So uh, with that, we're going to wrap this session up. Far Reaches, Far Reaches. And y'all just uh, keep on reaching.